Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us on this Sunday morning. I'd like to talk today a little bit about how to save your family. We've been discussing the last two weeks why people walk away from the faith. And of course, a lot of those of us who are concerned about this are parents concerned about losing their children and losing them when they get to high school or getting to college. And we are surprised, sometimes shocked at the number of people who are just walking away from the faith. Sometimes I feel the problem is what we call systemic. We're, we're missing out on some basic, simple things we can do that can help us pass on our faith to the next generation. And so it's never too late to start, although the longer you wait on some of this, the harder it becomes, but it's never too late to start. And I'd like to make a suggestion, I think, that can really help us protect our children from going astray. Now, the truth is, what I want to talk about is traditions. Traditions. Traditions are a way that families or cultures pass on values and beliefs to others. I grew up going to a church that was extremely traditional. And when I got saved, I was really attracted to a more informal, uh, spontaneous worship style. Our songs were never selected ahead of time. You'd go to church and and be a small enough group, whoever would select a song is what we would sing. And the prayers were always informal, never written out. There was no liturgy. There was no plan. And this was a period of time where we were just really drawn to what was more informal because it was more authentic. And a lot of the traditions seemed to have become stale and lost any real value in them. And so we kind of became anti-traditional. Well, let me suggest let me suggest the tradition has its place and there we ought to have them and maybe some of us pendulum swung a little bit too far so if i could give you some traditions and the most and and what's behind this so i was thinking about the series we've been doing on why people leave from the faith one of my big concerns parents families singles who may be having families someday, is that when our children are growing up, we have to do a simple thing, and that's this. We need to talk to one another. How many of us would say that communication has broken down with our teenager or our college student or, our well, even our middle schooler, where there's no real genuine communication going on? You know, it's just kind of assumed that they're in a phase they're kind of quiet, withdrawn, or whatever. They probably, you know, they may not be that way with their friends. Some people that just talk, 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 talk with their friends hardly ever talk with their parents around their families. And so it's important that we talk to one another. We communicate. How do you expect to pass on your values if you never talk about them? This is why it says in Deuteronomy, it says these words, God is instructing the Jews as they're establishing a new nation, coming out of slavery in Egypt and, they're, and through the wilderness, and now they're coming into the promised land, and they're about to establish a new nation. And he says these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. They've got to be on your heart, and, and if they're on your heart, what do you do? You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house 
and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up, Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7. And so it may seem awkward at times to talk about the Word of God, to talk about things that matter, to talk about your values, to pass these on. But I've noticed, I've noticed some parents are really, really good at this. Some adults are really, really good at this. They just have it on their mind, and they're talking, and they're in, in uh, they're they're teaching these things to the next generation. They're not just waiting for it to happen. They're taking the initiative. Sometimes when I think, as I mentioned, systemic. There's some times that I feel that if we simply do certain right things, there'll be opportunity to talk, to communicate, to pass on values. And I'd like to, if I could, give you several times where I think it'd be good to start some family traditions if you haven't already got them. Number one, what are your, your mealtimes like? More and more in America, we're having our meals are rushed. We're just fixing something, putting it on the counter or in the fridge or say, heat it up in the microwave at your own convenience. People heat up, a, you know, there's something, they, they go to their room, their bedroom and eat a meal or they go to their office or meet. I've done this. I'm, I'm, I know from experience how easy this is. But I think one of the most important things you can establish as a family is that you have at least one meal a day together. In our busy life, where people have different schedules and they have athletic schedules and extracurricular ex schedules, and they got homework to do, and they've got all these activities, one thing that can just get squeezed out is meal times. Folks, meal times are meant to be about a lot more than just feeding yourself. Obviously, that's what it, it is, is the uh, on the surface is you got to feed, you got to have the energy, you got to have the food. But so much in Scripture and so much in experience happens over a meal. And, and Jesus, some of the greatest things he did was over a meal. Indeed, the Last Supper was a meal, what we celebrate in communion. We, we take the little wafer, drink the little cup. But Jesus was having a meal. And when he talked about these really vital things that we just kind of make it a quick exercise in church, this was over a meal, probably lasted an hour or two. There are many times over meals that in the Old and New Testament, great things happened while people were eating. This is an important time. This meal time is when values can be passed on, when conversations can be genuine, and they can be important times. What do you do during a meal time? Let me give you a couple of things. Number one, have one. Have it. Make sure that you do it. Make sure you're not rushing off. Make sure that it isn't just eat quick and run but have a relaxed mealtime, probably dinner each night. Number two, no TV or other sound on during the time. Oh, if you have some quiet instrumental background music, that's one thing. But listen, don't have the TV on. Don't be watching something while you're doing it. How can you talk to one another if you're watching something or if there's invasive music going on? Have it be quiet. Have some time where you can talk. Turn off the other sounds and allow it to be quiet enough. It's in those quiet times that people have to learn to talk to one another. And you wonder, how do you draw out your teenager? How do you draw out your middle schooler? How do you get them to talk with you? Share what went on at school or whatever. It's got to be quiet enough that there's kind of like, it's awkward if no one's talking because it's so quiet. All right, do that. Start to talk to one another. Begin your meal times with prayer. I think this is such an important thing my parents taught me. We just said a simple little child's prayer. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for this food. 
But it taught me to be grateful for the food God provides, and, and it set the right tone for how our meals could go. I encourage you, have a time of prayer every meal. Teach your children to be grateful. You be grateful. Don't take it for granted that you've got a, uh, food on your plate. Not everybody does, you know. Be grateful. Start with a prayer. Turn your eyes to God, whether the kids pray or whether you pray or whatever. Um, include everyone and that. start with a prayer. Talk to one another. Have it be quiet. And have some good questions you can draw out your, your kids with. Have some good questions you can draw out mom and dad you can draw out one another with. Like, how'd your day go? It's obviously a good one. What did you learn in school? What do you and your friends talk about? How's how's your buddy doing? Uh, how's your friend doing? We wanted, Roz and I wanted our kids to, um, we wanted them to face some of the tough questions we knew they had faced in the world while they were still living at home, while we'd still have a meal together, and while we could have substantial conversation over the dinner table. Now, listen, when your kids are just real little tiny ones, uh, the, the, the goal is to get the food in their mouth, and it's hard to have a good conversation during that time. But as they grow and as they become more uh, middle, you know, young adults, make sure that you're talking, you're having substantial conversation. I've always thought Ronald Reagan, President of the United States, uh, what, 40-some, I forget which one, said all true change in America begins at the dinner table. I dare say all true change begins at the dinner table, including the change that we want to pass on to our children, our faith. Okay, that's number one. Number two, make use of time traveling in the car or walking. You know, when we go to Israel, one thing that's really apparent, Jesus must have spent a lot of time walking. It, to go from Jerusalem out to the Jordan River or to go from Jerusalem up into Galilee uh, these were not small little walks. These would have taken, you know, a couple days in many cases of walking together, or if not, I mean, hours and hours of walking together. I wonder what kind of conversations went on the road when he was with his disciples. Wonder what what values were being passed on just as they walked along. You got to talk about something. They didn't have earbuds in those days. They didn't have their antisocial devices that were. They were all individually on while they weren't talking to one another. No, they talked to one another. I find with my family, with my kids, we, when we drove them to school, we had the radio off, we talked to one another, we prayed for the day. These were important times of passing on values to our kids while going to or from school, going to or from errands, going to or from uh, extracurricular activities, practices, and so on. These were just times to talk together, pray together. And again, you got to turn the other side off. Now, if you want, you can have them listening to the talk radio guy or listening to the K-Love or whatever station you want to listen to. But I'd rather them be listening to you. And I wanted my kids to be listening to me. I wanted, to have, I wanted them to have a relationship with me. That's what you ought to have as well. Talk to one another. Take advantage of these opportunities to communicate to one another. And again, it's got to be quiet enough that it forces you to talk. Do that. When kids are younger, bedtime is really important. As they get older, that's probably less of a time. But never stop discount, never discount how important it is at this time before they go to bed to just, how'd your day go? Talk to them. Uh, ask, ask about different things. Sometimes in that quiet one-on-one -on -one conversation, 
at bedtime. They can be quite uh, talkative, and things can come out. Remember, as a younger, as they're younger, parents read the Bible stories to them. Pray when you put them to bed. Create these as traditions and habits of times of communicating with one another. You're not going to pass on your values and your faith if you're not talking to one another, if you're not sharing them with one another, if you're not listening carefully to them, drawing them out, and then graciously, kindly relating their experiences, their fears, their excitement, and so on to our God and to the Scriptures. Finally, I want to stress this. We have holidays coming up. Thanksgiving is a—do you have Thanksgiving traditions? Do you have traditions for Christmas time, for the whole month of December? What are your traditions? It can be a time of stress. It can be a time where you just want to get the presents wrapped, bought, wrapped, and opened, and, and so on. But boy, these are times our rich memories can be built. May, times of making cookies or candy together, times where you're together w- with your children, times when you're, you sing together, you sing Christmas carols together, times when you, Thanksgiving, talk about what are we thankful for. Build some traditions. Help, don't let this holiday season that's approaching us go to waste. Don't have it just about just getting through and making sure the food's prepared and the gifts are bought. No, take the time to really think what, at this time of Thanksgiving and this time of Christmas, what values, what beliefs do we want to pass on? What traditions can we be developing that we're going to do every year to make sure that our children are catching our faith, understanding what it's all about, and appreciating our God? Don't let these go to waste. Have some traditions. Utilize them. Talk to one another. Experience joy together. Have some fun experiences together. This is so important in passing on our faith to our kids. Take some thought. So put some thought into it. On the other hand, I want to add, it's really pretty simple. Just eat together. Just turn off the radio and talk to one another. Turn off the TV and talk to one another. It's pretty simple stuff. You'll be surprised how powerful it can be. You'll be surprised how few people are doing it these days. Father in heaven, we thank you for our families, our children, our friends. I pray, Father, that we would obey this admonition to have your word on our heart and talk about it and share it diligently, teach it diligently to our children, and to take advantage of life opportunities, Lord. Help us in this busy, busy, busy world and this noisy world where it seems like we're constantly invaded by the television, the internet, the music. Help us, Lord, to appreciate the value of talking to one another. Help us, Lord, have the courage to have times where we turn off the devices, turn off the sounds, and talk to one another. And I pray, Father, for our children I pray for whatever stage they are, Lord, whether they're newborn or whether they're in college or whether they're grown with their own families. We we think, Lord, of how many have left the faith. It's never too late. Lord, we pray that for those who are starting families, that they would build these good habits into their families. For those, that, Lord, that may feel like it's too late, we pray you give us courage and faith and it's not. And Lord, I know know none of these are fail-safe things. There is no guarantee that our children will love you or believe in you. There's no, if, no, no formula. 
So I pray, help us above all to whatever we do and all the things to love them, be faithful, caring and praying for them. And we pray for each one of our offspring, each one of our children to love you with all their heart. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks. Hey, so glad to have you along with us today. If you're new, welcome. We come here every day and try and share some practical wisdom from God's Word as we fight the good fight, as we continue in the faith, as we want to be strong and overcomers for Jesus Christ. Those of you here every day, I love you. So glad to have you along. If you're new, a special welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to our channel like the video, share it with your friends, listen either with us live at 8.30 in the morning or later in the day or even to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.